Hi there and welcome to another edition of The Horse's Mouth. You're in The Horse's Mouth and my name is John Teague. Well, today I had the good fortune of speaking with none other than Sean O'Callaghan. Now, Oe and I, we go quite a ways back. Um, we didn't speak about it, but I remember seeing Oe in a nightclub. I don't remember, but it must have been mid-90s. And he had blue hair. <laughs> and I, I just never forgot that. Um, so... You know, like this is this is going a ways back, and and you know I've witnessed and I've changed, always changed. We all change. That's what happens. We grow, evolve, learn more about ourselves and the world that we live in, and and you know maybe our souls don't change too much, but our perspective on the world in with which we live and our part in it. Well, it's shifting. It's always shifting. And Oe is one of these people who is just... Uh, I, I love bumping into Oe because it's just instantly, bam, like I don't know what the context or what the conversation is, but it always just takes flight, you know? Jump down a rabbit hole of some description and it's always very um, off-cuff. And I just love those kind of conversations. So that, that, that always has been my kind of... Um, uh, the cut of the jib with when I talk to Joe uh, Oe, and I, I love I love that. Um, so anyway, today I had the good fortune of Oe coming over, bringing his amazing energy, and sitting down, grounded, and just having um, a really open, honest chat about you know all things life, his life, um, his experience, his work, things that have shaped, molded. Um, and 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 nurtured him to be the person that he is today so oe if you're out there thank you so much for coming over and being um open um vulnerable and 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 sharing your points of view you know like we've all got points of view and we can all think our points of view are right but like you know everyone's entitled to their point of view you know and and it's just it's it's how do we accept each other's points of view and be okay to be um share the same points of view and be different and still be okay with each other you know as long as you're not hurting anyone who gives a fuck what you know it's good to have difference it's good to you know hash things out and and i I say this because i just i just know that like you know I, i will say at first hand that sometimes you know his point of view doesn't you know hasn't always come across with other people's points of view and you know that can cause rifts in friendships and you know all sorts of stuff and i talk about it from my own points of view you know like it's been an intense couple of years and we've all had our points of view on what's been happening you know um and and it's i don't know i'm saying i'm just saying it's great to be tolerant really at the end of the day it's it's tolerance and so if you know you love someone and their point of view doesn't sync up with yours that's cool and that should be celebrated because that's democracy and that's that's what we have freedom of speech so we can all be who we want to be and and that's okay you know the fucking awesome oh thank you so much for coming over and i'll be right back ask yourself this do you like candles 
Well, head on over to dripwoodgoods.com and buy yourself a sweet-smelling 100% soy wax all-natural candle made with love. The crew down at Driftwood say if you buy a candle between now and August 14, you will get one free. That's right. Two for one. You do the math. Plus, a steak knife. No, only joking. But if you head on over to dripwoodgoods.com or Instagram or Facebook and get your sniffing senses turned on today, baby. And we're back. Now, my little thing, what I was going to say today is I don't, my name's not very common anymore. I don't know any kids called John. You've probably got a kid out there called John, but like John's not a very popular name anymore. Um, you know, all the names go, you know, well, John's a pretty fucking boring name anyway. I don't really know why you would call your son John in the first place. Thanks, mum, dad. But no, I know John was a popular name. John Smith is the most popular name. Was the post, I wonder what the most popular name is now. It was John Smith back in the day. Um, it was like a John Doe kind of vibe. Um, and But no, I just love when... Uh, and I don't know if this happens very often anymore, but the whole phenomenon of calling your offspring your name. You know, like if I had a, a son, I'd call him John. Hey, John. Hey, John. <laughs> no, I suppose you'd call me Dad, but... Hey, John. And this is John Jr. I just like interview and introduce John Jr. And I'm John, yes. Uh, I just I, I love that phenomenon. I don't know why I'm sharing it with you. I don't think it happens very much anymore, but it used to happen all the time. And maybe you are the offspring of someone. There, in in my family, for instance, I'm John Michael Teague, and there is a John Michael Teague in every. There's been one in every generation, as far as I know. That I've been. This is what I've been told. One day when I was in the workshop, uh, on the farm as a kid, I found a black and white photo. Well, I didn't know what it was. It was a piece of paper upside down, and. I turned it over and it was a, a a tombstone with my name on it, and I freaked the fuck out. And I I just did not know what I just picked up. But then later I found out um, that there was a John Michael Teague in all generations. Um, anyway, I find that I'm not too sure that I'll be calling my offspring John Michael Teague. It'll probably the buck will probably stop here. I don't have kids. I'm 45, so there probably there won't even be another offspring. But uh, the buck will really fucking stop here, if you know what I mean. But who knows? You know, who knows? It's a wild world out there, and who knows? Um, anyway, I hope you enjoy my chat with Oe. Um, and without crapping on any more, I will just throw you into the conversation, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay, adios. You think this is, is interesting? Wow! Wait till you hear two hours of crap. A complete and total far for Hi, this is David Bowie. Pretty things have gone to hell. Actually, Terminator stuff now. Totally. There's someone posted this about the Terminator. Really? And it's, yeah. yeah. And that's what made me go on a deep dive into where we're at with AI. Because this is a thing for you too, isn't it, AI? It's a bit of a... Is that right? I'm not into it. No, not into it. Just meaning that like the gargantuan experience of humanity and AI is something that you... Because I've listened to that a couple of maybe on your podcast. Yeah, yeah been, no, I've banged on a few yeah, times. Yeah. So I'm for humanity. I'm not for artificial. Yeah. And if I, as a human, see the problems we have with in the way we're growing as a species, mm. and you create a super intelligence mm. that's going to, uh, you know, like the phone was supposed to give us way more time mm. and benefit our lives, where really it seems to be robbing us. Mm. Um, then you make this thing that's smarter and helping us. But if I can see, mm. I'm not that smart, mm. that we're the problem. And this thing's sneaky enough to be able to go off and create 
behind our backs, mm. how can it not see that we're the problem? Sure. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, but that's that's my apologize. that's my fear with it. <clears throat> oh, mate, it's giant. So this is I mean, a lot of this is so complex and we get sold a message about technology being the solution for this, that, and the other. Like, you know, Elon Musk, for example, okay, put on a pedestal. Yeah. He wants to put people's phones in their heads. Yeah, no. Yeah, yes, yes. So just just on a, you know, again, not to use corporate speak, but 30,000 feet out, I go, okay, what's your, okay, bang a bunch of satellites up there, radiate the planet. I'm sure that that's not healthy. Right, I've done zero investigation, but I just think that there's probably some unhealthy aspects to having a gazillion satellites beaming well, they, energy around the planet and people with phones in their heads and, well, they and say mechanical, that if you turn mechanical the, chess players breaking people's fingers. Yeah, and if you turn the Wi-Fi off at night, people will call me whatever you want to call me. But like, if you turn the Wi-Fi off at night, I sleep better. Mm. And I yeah. think we're that sensitive, but we don't know it. Well, we've been removed from the sensitivity of it. Okay, so the... And this is one of the, the things, you know, where I spend my time is understanding, as you said, you're for humanity. Like, I'm for people, you know, and I'm for community. Mm. And things that are unnatural to that, I have a dislike for them. doesn't mean I don't engage. Like, I've got a phone. We're here with using te- technology and so forth. And it's not a judgment. It's more an assessment. It's like I'm assessing what is beneficial for community, for myself, for spirit, you know, the spirit within, well-being. Um, you know, these are the sorts of things where I'm not entirely sure that the external is going to solve that problem. It's not going to – it's not the solution. It's not the shape that fits the whole. No, and it's really difficult – in a modern age where that's what the narrative sold is it's external it's get the car the holiday the have all the stuff and that'll be that's happiness yep and in an ever increasing demand on resources and costs that go with those resources and chasing your tail to keep up with that Mm. I don't know I just feel fortunate that I'm not in that tailspin it is a uh, uh it can be a flat spin. You know, I just had visions of Maverick. Yeah, flat, but, uh, is it a flat spin or a flat spin? Flat spin I me- think oh, it's flat. It is flat. I don't know I if always, it actually always exists in my head was flat. It's a flat spin. No, it's yeah. a flat spin. Yeah, because yeah. it's going... Ooh. But see, a flat spin, that sort of ties back into the 80s where you didn't know what the lyrics were for songs and you just make them up anyway. Still so do. it could be a flat still spin. Still doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could be wrong that it's a flat spin. Yeah, no, flat spin's right. Yeah. yeah. But I think that, um, like, it's ultra layered the whole consumption like think of this mate they call people consumers like is that okay thirty thousand feet that seems odd no the consumer not a person yeah so so they mean the government they or you know whoever whoever, whoever, you know you go to a i'm sure if you went to a a meeting where people are selling a product and they're having a meeting about their product in-house they're going to talk about the consumer not the people well, that's so right. Referred and that's, to as a consumer. So that's why this growth model, yeah, that our whole e- economics, our structure is built on. If we're not growing mm. in numbers, we're 
we're not we're not sustaining our our way of life mm. that's a problem yeah. i perceive that to be a problem it's a problem yeah but yeah i would agree with that yeah i think there's another part to it as well which is but that ties into your consumer if that's a growth thing then we're just consuming and that consuming creates the matrix that we're living in yeah the it does i think there's another part to that which <clears throat> is you know there's a level of complexity to go with that as well but he's you know it's the debt slave model as well so debt is a derivative of the word death so if you didn't pay your debts someone's going to die is this is that so is that going back to what's the language that is before our language um you know um it's not greek it's uh so latin latin, latin. is that latin i don't know yeah i don't know i think there's a lot of uh english that's a combination of latin and french and germanic words and yeah. so on but death death means death yeah i think that's etymology maybe word origin etymology it could be yeah, I'll go. I'm, I'm with it. What's that sounds, with that? sounds good with yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the debt. So, I mean, <clears throat> you know, that's where there's, you know, the leverage off the debt. It's just something whereby, okay, so go back to simplicity, community, the things that you stand for, humanity and so on. And the the part to that that is really important that has been diluted is interaction at a slower pace. So I'm at pace. I'm at a higher pace existence as probably you are, as the next door neighbours are, even though there's no neighbours next door either side here. But, you know, most people are at a high frequency, you know, high RPM, and that's not a natural state. Okay, so now it could be based on consumption, could be, you know, the existence that we live in, um, in this particular environment. We're in a pretty small environment here, but let's just call it Western existence. And we due to debt coming back to that point is that it used to be such that women were happy and content right now let's just make an assumption to be rearing families and the father would typically go and work now please don't anyone freak out this isn't about something being better or worse but you would suggest that by the... But no, stop me. Mm. Uh, stop. That's nothing Nothing but a observation. Purely an observation. That we grew up in. We grew up in, yeah. Yeah. That's just... It's neither here nor there. That's just what was. Correct. So I just observe something like that and I go, well, hang on, let's do this extended viewpoint on something like that. Well, the increase in the cost of living and pricing for real estate and to own your own property and to do the things that are that people might strive towards wanting to do and achieve required greater financial capacity so you know therefore the family um was had changed the family dynamic had changed where you know the breadwinner was both parties you know let's just say in the conventional sense of a husband and wife both working so then you take your children and put them somewhere else so there's this situation where we're trying to fund Mm. something Mm -hmm. financially which is great great to have aspiration Mm. um and then losing sight potentially of what's important which is you know the nourishment of the young Mm -hmm. uh and i'm not saying again it's not that aversion is better or worse it's just interesting that things have evolved to that point where you go well one of the fundamentals is 
you know, a strong family unit, a strong community off the back of that. Um, people get a lot of nourishment when they do something for someone else, more nourishment than doing something for yourself. Yeah, which is a really, um, it's a tricky one. Well, the paradox, <laughs> you know, it's a tricky one. Mate, the paradox of that is that it's really important to nurture the self as well. It's like super important. You know, like that is an absolutely critical aspect to total well-being, which is... But it's um, intrinsic to what you are saying before about community is to be a help to the neighbour, to the you know anyone that's in, in struggling or whatever it is. What do they say? It takes, you know, um, what's that saying? And, and, a, and, a, and a tribe to raise... Village one. to raise a child. That's right. Yeah. 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 And that's actually a really good point as well where, um, you know, we're in an odd situation where... Like, I can't find time for my extended family, yeah. you know, just on a personal basis. Two days later, return my mum's call. Sorry, mum. My sister and so forth. You know, like, we, we lose sight based on, I think, that high RPM. We lose sight of what's important. Having energy to deploy to, um, you know, various things outside of what the main thing is. And, you know, for me personally, the main thing is, uh, you know, it's family-orientated, it's work-orientated, you know, my own personal explorations into myself and, um, you know, some personal pursuits and you kind of go, right, oh, well, you throw all that into the mix and then there's just this constant input, constant input around information and I was reading some some interesting points around that as the information being the disease. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll get on board with that. Yeah, like there's, there's too much. All the time. Yeah, I just don't want to know half the time. Like, yeah. And again, the question on that, is that natural to be able to, and, and the, the yearning for a human being to want to have some answers, to want to have that. And then you've got, um, you know, again, is that entirely healthy? I'm not sure. Well, no, I mean, look, I, I obsess on things and I can watch the news too much if I get like, you know, it's, if I'm looking at the Ukraine mm. and I'm checking it, like I really was at the start of that war. Mm, I was mm. really in there. I was really vested. And I was really mm. hoping Ukraine were going to hold the line and push Russia back. And and I still do. Mm. I really do. You know, but when you're looking at that every day, yeah, our world is so far removed from that, right? And I start dragging that energy because I'm looking at it so much. Mm. Yeah, it's really not doing my life any disservice. And I feel like, I don't know why, but it's a drug and I want to know, but I've got to make a conscious decision to not know. Otherwise, just go over there and help out. Mm, mm. Don't drag it around here like it's... Well, it's also... Some martyr. So you, big you know, topics like, like that. Yeah. Big topics that are infinitely complex. And that's just an example, but there's many of them. They, yeah. They they're really disempowering because there's there's not a great deal that you can do, which is a lot of this stuff comes back to, and this is my exploration to you about these sorts of things because the external distraction, I'm not saying Ukraine's a distraction, but, you know, the external um, uh, is something that there it, it won't have answers, you know, like the answers of meaning and the answers of significance. Um, I'm not sure if answers is the right word, but significance and meaning to me is something that, you know, I yearn for and I look for and I try is the right word. I try and find it as frequently as I can. And, mate, I do not get it. I do not get any of it from conventional media. I find that it is absolutely soul-destroying. So I haven't turned any of that stuff on for a long time, maybe 15 years. Great. 
Um, 15 years. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I can't do it. Yeah. And I, and when you, you think, separate. Sorry, can I just ask, did you find, are you sensitive? Is it a sensitive individual? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you find it overwhelming? Well, I find that, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think I also, by stepping away from it, when I encounter it and when I see it and when I hear it and like when I hear you talk before about the modem and when you switch it off, you sleep better. Yeah. The sound out of the television, right? The sound out of the radio is literally like barbed wire wrapping around my skull. Oh, yeah, the radio, totally. <laughs> mate, the ads, the uh, messaging, yeah. the consistent, the same messaging. And, mate, they are in absolute, without a doubt, modus operandi is fear, number one, mm. right? So human beings are addicted to it. Mm. It's part of the primal part of us, which is, you know, I need to look over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Lizard so brain. Protective it's f- lizard brain. Yeah. Lizard brain, yeah, totally. Um, and so... Look, that's not to say that there's value in it. There is, of course. But when you tune out from it, it's like, you know, you have, how long has it been since you had a beer or a drink? 12 years. Okay. Amazing, right? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so if you probably had one now, it would taste like probably terrible. You'd feel terrible because you've abstained from something that is not serving. And I find that with television radio media newspapers i just find it absolutely and i find my information like i'm in a business so i need to have but there's i guess that's the beauty of this situation we're in at the moment where there is information the problem with gaining information is that it can be part of what you want to know about of course so um but i think i'm okay at getting the information that's going to be appropriate for me to navigate but by no means descending into um the news being on and you know, coiling into the corner because I want to explode in yeah, fear yeah. and anger. No, no, no I, I love like when I because I'm a bit of all or nothing, and I love to go. <laughs> you are. I love to when I make the decision, and I go, look, if it's really that important, someone's going to tell me. There's a bit of that too. What's really funny about that is, and you know what's important, you hear about things that aren't that important as well. But yeah, look, I guess you, you find over time at 46, you know, you find over time what serves and what doesn't, and it's constant. You know, it doesn't. There's no end point. You don't reach it. It's just constantly tinkering, trying to find the center point. You know, there's there's struggle and there's difficulties and you're arm wrestling big topics. And uh, But ultimately, it's got to come back to, um, for me anyway, it's got to come back to something that's going to serve. If it's not serving, I try my best to yeah, yeah, yeah. sidestep it. Yeah. But, so this always hasn't been... Obviously, this is a journey. We're all on a journey of self-discovery, meaning what is this moment here on earth Mm. you know like it's fleeting Mm. yet it feels long and we think it's not going to end but it will and that's a real mind fuck completely um so when let's just go back to your teenage years Mm. how was your views of the world have you always been a little bit skewed on the mainstream or were you you know uh i mean i think i i've read a lot about um, probably my 20s and then reflected. So at the time, you know, you've got... And it's difficult to look back. I was I was thinking of this conversation that we're going to have and I'm kind of like, well, I don't remember a great deal. And I also was a very different person than as you were, as we all were. We evolve. Um, and there's different chapters, you know, there's different... There's the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter and the final quarter, you know. And I feel like I'm at three-quarter time in a way. <laughs> and you'd like to think you've got a little bit of a read on the game. And so at you know, second quarter, which might be teenage years or 20s or thereabouts, 
Actually, I'll, I'll tell you, I remember the very first thought I had. How great. Yeah, let's go. What was that? Right. So it was this, and I distinctly remember it, and it was I got off on the wrong stop. And was that um, like a metaphor or literally you got off the wrong stop? Literally got off on the wrong stop. I'm not saying that's right, wrong or otherwise. It's just something that's been always inside. Yeah, you can't go past. Yeah, I just can't go past. And and it's not like... um, uh, And I remember telling this to mum and she was just like, oh, (laughs) you know, don't worry, mum, it's not about you. But I distinctly remember it. And then... I think it got to a certain point for me. And so I went, sorry, mm. it was just a thought. You didn't actually get off a bus, the wrong stop. It was just you felt a little out of kilt from mm. the get-go is your like, first... I mean, the instant I was born. Right. Yeah. Like one of those weird... Now, it could be something I've conjured. It could be imagination. It could be any of these things. Right. But it's never really went away. No, I get it. I've yeah. got some tripped out ones as well. So, it's yeah, it's a trip out weird thing that doesn't have a basis and it doesn't have a spreadsheet and it can't be proven and no, all yeah. these things but yeah. it's just an oddity that i acknowledge yes yeah yeah got yeah. a couple over you here too <laughs> <laughs> that don't make sense yeah that make me they but these weird things make me believe that there's more yeah you know surely more than consumption let's say totally well, it's just you know which is just such a shame because like i feel like i don't you know the tool song 46 and 2 yeah, I know the song, yeah, but I don't so, know the meaning. Well, the meaning, basically, I'm going to butcher it, but it's uh, an evolution chromosome thing. Like, So we are at running at so many chromosomes or something. It's mm. 46 and 1, maybe. But the Aboriginals were actually at a higher... They got to 46 and 2, which meant that they were more evolved and grounded in, in mm. the creation. Mm. And that tool song, 46 and 2, is about Aboriginals and they've now regressed again to fit our Western, try and fit our Western mold. Right. Which is fucking mm, mm. wild. Yeah. Well, you made the point before about like, why are we here? And you know, that expression of life. And, uh, I, 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 I got this, what I've been looking at of late when I say of late for, I don't know, 10 years, whatever it might be, is just the soul, you know, like this soul contract yes. wondering about that. Yeah, you know, nature nurture type, yeah. you know, sort of uh, exploration on that, and um, you know, we'll only ever know at the end. I think. Do you know the, the book, The Journey of Souls? Oh, I have to give it to you. I think so. I think I've got it yeah, actually. So I one. used to. One of the turning points for me was seeing a kinesiologist, and she gave it to me. Nanette, oh, Abbott. Would, yeah. yeah, yeah, Journey of Souls. Yeah, yeah. Which was that's right. I don't think I was ready for it when I opened it up. It's a, it's a lot of hard going, but it's just, you just said that. And it's the one book that I'm like, holy fuck. It's like, yeah. Mm. So I do wonder about that, you know, that soul expression. Uh, and then there's not, I mean, there's such a, I talk about the infinity that goes with that. And it's not so much about, um, actually, I was having a conversation with, I've got a business coach, Darren, and um, talk to him pretty regularly. And we have conversations like this predominantly. But um, <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said today, he's like, oh, do you want to talk about business or anything like that? I'm like, nah, let's just keep talking about this. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we sort of cover off on a few of those sorts of topics, but it was a, a lot about, um, he was just explaining some of these people that he interacts who are at a extremely high level of performance, but also extremely grounded and love nature you know just a a completely 
nourished by nature as well. So the the unusual, you know, these are people who are very much involved in, um, you know, producing goods and items and services at a very, very high level. Uh, and we're talking about that, you know, these, these people that outperform uh, and still hold everything else together as well. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. You, again, it's just the question, which is having been recycled on the planet, you know, the sole journey of uh, diving into a meat suit yeah, and then expressing and then exiting and then potentially healing, potentially reconciling, potentially going to the whiteboard and go, what did I do well? What didn't I do well? And then going around again. And those people, I wonder about that when they have capabilities on multiple levels, you go, maybe, mm. maybe. Mm. Well, and, and animals too. Like you, like you, I can feel like I can recognize an, uh, someone that's even in an animal that feels like they've got that. I've been here before, bro. Mm. Whether mm-hmm. that's you know they have or not, and I'm just tripping, mm. and I'll, I'm projecting onto them. You're an old soul too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, people say that about little kids, or they've been here before. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a beautiful thing, and like, who knows? Who fucking who knows? knows? Who knows? It, again, it's just one of those um, large, kind of endless topics that that's that's cool. You know, it's it just is cool, cool because it gets out of footy scores. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it gets you away from what do they call the mire, the mundane the 3d world it gets into that realm of um uh yeah well i said before you know looking for meaning yeah and like you know i I don't think you know you've obviously been looking for it for a long time i've been looking for it for a long time doesn't mean that you always are in that moment of like i think i'm i'm a little bit closer to something greater because you ebb and flow out of it sometimes i feel like a fucking rat bag nut bag and i'm like oh god what i'm actually crazy yeah where's that spiritual grounding that i had (laughs) yesterday that i was real cool with everything yeah you know today i'm fucking mac 10 yeah yeah (laughs) well they're the thirds aren't they they talk about the third so there'll be a third of being at that level you know a third of the time this is the ideal um a third at you know, low performance, frustration, struggle, um, difficulty, unworthiness, apathy. And then there's a third in just doing the work. Is that right? I've not heard of this. Mm. Yep. Did Darren tell you this? He told me this this morning. <laughs> <laughs> what a great chat. It was so cool. It was so cool. I was kind of like, wow, you know, because we, we avoid struggle. Yeah. You know, we avoid yeah, struggle. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we sort of move away from it where it's that's the growth that's the challenge you know um the challenge is where the greatness is and that's the other thing i said to him this morning i'm kind of like yeah when you are let's say you're you're doing well high performance everything's cool you're kind of looking over your shoulder anyway going where where is it yeah 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 yeah. where am i going to get sideswiped yeah but i but i do um yeah i do enjoy which is which is sometimes a trouble with deep investigation is that it's hard to hard to adjust you know it's hard to adjust to footy scores oh do you, do you mean to the, the mainstream narrative yeah just yeah yeah, yeah. I, I understand it. Yeah. and it can create friction within relationships because suddenly you, you're kind of having a conversation that would have been normal a while ago and now it just doesn't feel that it's like can we go deeper than this can yeah. we talk about something else yeah yeah I, I've found in my own life it's just been you know some, and sometimes it takes a little while but most people can come around mm. 
out of the footy zone. Yeah. I mean, we use footy zone as a <laughs> I as know. A metaphor it's a metaphor, for, totally. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, look, I think it's also, for me, it's... We could use WSL as well. We could. <laughs> we could do, yeah, yeah. Could go deep. Um, is, uh, you know, that, that... Just being curious beyond, you know, what's directly in front of you, what the tangible is, what the 3D realm has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, now, well, I'm going to dro- drill it back again. Please. We went date. Right no, it's good. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, your first job, w- w- carpentry? Uh, yeah. I mean, basically, yes. I had, um, dad was a builder, so I was always in and around it. Yeah. And then um, prior to that, I'd had some, you know, I can't remember, a friend had a job somewhere, so I went and helped him out and it was a catering place and you know, just completely made a disaster of the food that I was preparing. But, you know, it's sort of 13 or something like that. But, yeah, it worked. I finished school when I was 16. We had a mutual agreement at school. And uh, who you you in school or you and your yeah, dad? Yeah, yeah, me in school. Well, yep. I sort of steered clear of dad for a bit of time after that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was fortunate enough to yeah, – he was a builder. I put on a nail bag once, you know, the school journey ended and then that was 16. And then from 16 to 30 – I was a carpenter. Do those skills still serve you at all today? Do you use it at home? Do you know what? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I look from time to time. It is good for my career. You know, for real estate, it's been great. A really good career. But I think of that and reflect on, you know, what what significance it had. And I reckon for me, it was rite of passage. So at 16, and I felt really... And I was talking to my mate Vaughn about this the other day. We had went to the snow and we had it was pretty good actually. We had four and a half hours of this, so it was good. But um Yeah. Car trips had, are epic. I think you had to put earplugs <laughs> in after a while, but G'day Vaughn. Um so the uh but yeah, I felt unworthy because the university na- uh narrative for one of better, you know, that was like in full flight and I was the only one that went and worked. So I was like, because I was, you know, from a school standpoint, stupid, you know. Um dyslexic? Uh, no, nah, just not that bright. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like just not blessed with the brightness. Yeah, yeah. I <clears throat> um, and in terms of being able to But that's to so not true, right? Just not in that... Not in that realm. Not in that one zone yeah. that is school. Yeah, you know? yeah. And look, I did read about that um, as well after it because I was trying to investigate it. I'm kind of like, well, apparently only 10 kids, 10% of kids perform in that environment. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's only very small. And it was this reading I did on it. This is like, mate, 25 years ago. So what can I remember about it? But it was what I understood was a Prussian system. So effectively Russia, which was to produce soldiers or produce workers. Um, and this is not to say anything's good or bad or I'm quite indifferent about education, formal education, because I'm not there and it's been a long time. But, um, you know, I just question whether there's been major revolution in that zone. Um, Ah, man, I had struggled and I left school too mm. thinking I was dumb, which I could be, but I definitely feel it just didn't service the way I think. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, there's um, some great stuff that comes out. And because, again, it, it you know, uh, ties back into struggle as well because you kind of got to struggle your way through it. And I think for teenagers, mate, imagine being a teenager now. I've got two daughters. Mate, the stuff that they have to deal with, they, you know, adapt. Kids are pretty adaptable. Kids, children, you know, teenagers are pretty adaptable as well. And I'm, I'm speaking from my own experiences with my girls. But the, What are they struggling as, with? 
Oh, look. The distraction, right? Imagine, so back in the day, there was Dolly magazine for girls. And Body guys, image, I'd read it too. Dolly, yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, there was all sorts of learnings too, wasn't there? Yeah, Dolly Doctor, man. Right, absolutely. But the radical thing now is for, say, a boy to gain some sort of insights into this stuff, mate. They're on YouTube and who knows where the hell that takes them. I know. Yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so I think also for those, for that generation, for those for those kids, mate, I do, I empathise big time. And adults also in that sense that, mate, we're still unevolved. We're still rocking around with a three to five-year-old operating system. As in years of age. Well, sorry, just to cut you off. What mm. I trip on mm. is if, you know, when we were kids, if there was someone that you knew that wanted to beat you up and you didn't or didn't like you, you'd steer clear of them, right? Yeah. And they couldn't... I unless you're in you. front of the, you, them, they're yeah. not coming to you. But if you could run, you could get out. That's you, right. Yeah. <laughs> but now, with online mm. and seeking approval of others... Mm. And like to a lesser or some more degree, we do it as adults. Mm. And it's like, well, why didn't that person like that post? And it's like, hold on, I'm fucking 45. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and I'm just going to imagine if you're going to put that in the context of a kid. I know. How do they, they haven't got the operating system for it yet. And but as you said, adults have trouble with it. Yeah. And can you imagine the shit that would come out if... There was videos on phones when we were drinking. Mate, there you may know? be some stills floating around of you and I as teenagers. <laughs> there may be. Who knows? Like, it's a problem. Oh, but it's major, and, yeah. And, so, and I think the other thing, look, the caveat on this is I'm not involved in the schooling system. I've got two daughters. They're in it. I'm well, not a teacher. Well, you are to not, a degree. If you've got kids in school, yeah. you, you can have an opinion. Yeah, yeah. But I'm quite removed from it as well. I'm not. Yeah. You don't I, sit I, in the classroom I, with them? No. Nah, like with the homeschooling and so on. Oh, um, yeah. Amazing for Liz. Uh, for her to be able to participate in that, but I simply could not have done it at all, not one bit. Yeah, you don't have the what's the word um, patience? Uh, all of whatever it takes. Yeah, patience would be one of them. But like I despised it when I was there. I wasn't good at it. I didn't like it. And sitting in front of a screen, mm. mate, that is again come back to natural. Is that natural? Mm. Is that natural for a kid mm. to sit in front of a, a screen? Well, you hey be- everyone, mm. all your kids have to sit in front of a screen from now on. Well, that's the future, mate. That's called. That's called imprisonment. Yeah, I, it's far and like I, I, it's I, I struggle. Insanity I, I can struggle to sit in front of my favorite TV show some nights. Yeah. Mood pending. I'm like, fuck this. Like, I need to not. It is not for the betterment of anyone to do hours and hours in front of a screen. We were blessed then that we were in the book and pen mm. and no screen. Absolutely, mate. Very fortunate. Well, there's yeah, time for... Because that's the other thing around this that's really interesting too for young people is... Um, now, I'm not going to go into brain chemistry and all that sort of thing, but the, you know, the, let's just call it the, the rational part of the brain, which I believe is called the prefrontal cortex, right? That's right. I believe so. Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. Okay. Let's run with that. Yeah. Um, and then, like etymology, let's just go with it. <laughs> we think that that's the case. Between you and I, we reckon it's the prefrontal cortex. Cool. Yeah, that, that, uh, we can agree on it for the, the context of this conversation, yes. Let's call it that. Okay. It's probably called something else. Yeah. Anyway, so the pref- <laughs> but it forms late, you know, it forms late in males at 27. Really? And women at 24, apparently, you yeah. know? Like, let's just take that into account. That would make sense from a logical standpoint. Yes. Which is risk-taking. I think of the risks that you would have taken up to the age. You've probably forgotten more life-threatening risk situations, Tiggy, than you can remember that yeah. you would have gone through, uh-huh. right, as yeah. a bloke. Yeah. 
And then you start throwing your phone in there, recording it. Mate, like there's the rational part of the brain, let alone the actions and activities that are being undertaken, jumping off things and all sorts of risks, and then filming it as well. Like it's there. I mean, it's not, we're not like, we are shooting from the hip, but the statistics are showing in the numbers of mental health problems in youth and society Mm. that are going through the roof. Mm. It's, a reality and you can only say what's different mm. and it's what we're talking about I think it's a big piece surely. I mean it is a huge piece you can say there's a lot of other pieces but that is the one that's the difference it's got to be say. a big part of it doesn't it well, I think also there's you know I, I wonder about that a lot talk about you know like what is okay, again coming back to that point being for community for people to be able to access more of who they truly are less of the conforming um then there's a whole range of um, challenges that they're exposed with like think of it there's something about like for a teenage boy by the time they're let's say 2015 whatever it was it wasn't you know they've seen uh like a couple of things on youtube around pornography there's something like thirty-five thousand images so if and, the brain's still form and and if you go, you can also take that out of porn as well, even mm. though that's a great topic. Um, you can do that with death and how many deaths I've seen mm. online. Like it's f- frightening. Yeah. And it's frightening when you look at like, you know, if you think... Violent games. Violent games. And, um, you know, if we go back into like, okay, self sitting still, mindfulness um, and what we attract into our lives, you know, through thought and feeling... You know, and we all have negative thoughts mm. and we all have positive thoughts and we all have that good and bad... Uh, good whatever, wolf and the bad wolf. Yeah, on the shoulder and whatever you feed. Yeah, all, 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 we all know that, want those. Uh, um, plugging in there and then plugging in someone else's whatever you're watching or whatever the thing is, is what, what my train is, is like you, you're really losing your sense of self. Mm. If that's when you fill up the frontal cortex, that's just the cachet, right? Of just what is just coming in. Mm. Is that, am I right or wrong? Well, the, the, that rational part of the brain is what files the information. That's right. And I'm going to, I'm not going to censor myself. So ages ago, um, I was working in, uh, I I got offered a job in Los Angeles um, when I needed a part-time job. I love your LA stories. Thanks. And I was working. Not quite. Sorry, can I interrupt? Yeah, go. The best one ever though is the Mexican, when you went to Mexico. Oh, if anyone's listening to this, out of all TU's podcasts, go back to that. What's that one? Cartel Land. Cartel Land. Like that, I reckon I listened to that three times in a row. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was buried in the couch with headphones on and I just went, this is out of control. <laughs> I actually was fully there. I was completely present. So how have you told that story? That uh, had me hooked. Anyway, if anyone, that's a hook in the jail, that one. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, but I think it's okay, well, such thanks. an epic story. Okay, yeah, thanks. Back Harvey. to LA. Um, yeah, so I, I got offered a job in a porn store selling porn movies right and i was just like are you kidding 
I just have to have that experience, That's, right? I yep. need to see the clientele. I need to see what's bizarre. What, what, what? This is you let's, know. Let's explore this. Let's explore what's this. really going on out there with this world. So this is just, this is. Uh, I'm being very vulnerable. So I was working in this porn store, and I happened whether it was I was watching a lot of porn, right? Mm. Because <laughs> it was you got to sample the product. You got to sample the product. Yep. And it made, but what it was is the 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 varnish wore off really quickly. Yeah, and right. I just started seeing the same people coming in and just seeing a real like oh, this is like a full tilt addiction. Addiction. Yeah, yeah. And I could see really quickly the ugly side of the industry very fast. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and then when I was watching, I was going to this acting school as well at the time called the Imagined Life. And it was all about creating worlds that weren't your world that supported the texts of the the literature that you're reading. Mm-hmm. So you, anytime you had a uh, John Teague thought, it'd push it away and fill it with the word and the picture behind the word. So then when you're within the context of that world, you 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 had built a, a framework alone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, suddenly I was like, wow. oh my God, this is how people take it to that actual next level. They And they say that's what Daniel Day-Lewis does. He jumps out the yeah, window, yeah. goes into a room by himself and creates a fucking world. Wow. And you can see it in his work. Yeah. But anyway, so then I was like, oh my God, I'm working in a fucking porn store and I'm just watching someone else's imagination at work in the sickest sense and I'm carrying these visuals around in my own mind and I was like in the supermarket, you know, you'd see someone, you'd check them out and you'd be like, yeah, that's a nice looking human being over there and i then all of a sudden was realizing that if we're all connected through mm. mind's eye energy mm. i'm mm. just spewing porn out right yeah and yeah. this is not a healthy space that's, to be. that's the channel you're on that's, that's the channel yeah. and i was like and so i was like oh no way so then i stopped working that job and i stopped watching porn mm. this is like a my own science experiment mm. and mm. I noticed after a while that I went back to healthy, you know, meditating and sort of just getting back on track with that sort of aspect of my life that I was in the supermarket and suddenly I'd be like noticing I'm getting checked out. And as opposed to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Without even opening your mouth as an Australian in... That's like. not even using... (laughs) Throwing the hammer down, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I did... But it was a huge... For me, an aha moment of like what we're putting in subconsciously is what we're pushing out as well. Yep. Yep. Big time. Anyway. Well, the the point of that is I I, I mean it's it's a crazy story. There's that would be I mean that's it's actually crazy. It's one of the it's one out of work actors in LA, you know, like um pulling beers or, you know, like waitressing or waiter or something like that. But you're like, no 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 um Pond yeah, store. Pond store. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's uh yeah, out on a limb. But I think the input side of it is something that um you know, again, what are you what are, what are the input? And the input is basically gonna be what you're gonna express. Yeah, and it took it takes a journey to work that out. Well, it takes enormous amount of kind of fortitude to. And it's like any change, you know, any change, any anything that adapts. Like, let's say, and I admire anyone that's made you know right angle deviation from where they were, and every time it comes from within. There might be external stimuli, but it's usually it's an internal locus of control. It's a mechanism that changes. I mean, you've had those things yourself. Mm. Um, you know, and the, the idea is that, and one of the concepts is that there's only two ways that that happens, and it's either through emotional impact or constant spaced repetition, meaning study, input. 
<laughs> so, and we know what emotional impact is. It's it's death. It's divorce. It's yeah. calamity. Um, you know, maybe it's the birth of a child. Maybe it's you know these amazing experiences, marriage, etc. You know, just um, win an event. Uh, you know, great cool things that can happen. But typically, for for fundamental shift, it's usually a what might be perceived as a negative, a rock bottom of some sort, impact of some description. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which again is essential. And I just think coming back to the kids and what have you is I feel that there's going to be some difficulties for people being able to navigate struggle. Um, did and, you, sorry to cut you off, did mm. you have your own sort of emotional rock bottom to spark further investigation into, oh, what the hell am I doing here? Mm. Mm. Because you've had a few big gear changes yeah. in your life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, um, uh, I mean... It's someone's experience. You know, like I used to have, like let's say I've had my, some experiences of um, uh, that have been of great challenge. And I, th- I used to think, well, this is not as bad as, you know, a kid that's been strapped to a chair and had cigarettes put out on their face and, you know, rah, rah, this extreme stuff that, you know, happens out there from time to time. Anyway, I'd try and scale it against that. And I just feel um, like a weakling, you know, I'd feel like a wimp that, I was having trouble dealing with struggle based on the fact that it wasn't as extreme as some other people's struggle. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's a point where you, know, you get through it and then accept and then accept the fact that I don't want to stay here. I just fundamentally do not want to be on this cycle of feeling this way or being in this position. So therefore, I'm going to engineer a way out. And that is an internal shift. Now, did this happen for you at the end of carpentry? <laughs> well, I mean, it did to a degree. There wasn't a bit of constant space repetition in there, so study. So I was sick of being wet, dirty, hot, lifting heavy things because I, you know, looked around and guys that were a bit older were had, you know, had physical problems and it was based on the employment, you know, the work that they were doing. So there was just a bit of fatigue in and around what it, had to offer you've had some issues though do you think they stem from all the years doing that you like back yeah, issues so. and stuff like that yeah yeah different different issues i mean uh, you come back and you learn from these things and you go wow okay there's an entire industry where people have to lift things awkwardly and have no idea about engaging their system like that's pretty extraordinary it is it's so one-dimensional mm. um and so there's a there's part of that as well. You know, you go through a physical challenge and anyone our age has, has got it. And, um, you know, you've got to get over that. You've got to find a way. And there's not really an answer, is there? You can keep shopping, but ultimately you've just got to have that <clears throat> willingness to want to be able for it to for it to get better and, you know, gain. Well, and everyone's compass is set differently. Unfortunately, right? what's your compass is mm-hmm. not my compass. And if I want to just, if I tune in and I think, oh, I always got the answers, unfortunately, they're not going to be my answers. Yep. Isn't that right? I can use a model that you use to help facilitate me getting quiet and maybe finding where my true north is. Mm. But unfortunately, you can't tell me. Yeah. And I wish you could. <laughs> you know? Someone fix this thing. I think that's what why cults what take off, you know? Like, yeah. It's just like, all right, your true north looks pretty good. Let's get on that. Yeah. Well, I think the recovery stuff is um, something where I... I do my best not to talk about it as well if I've got something that I'm faced with because it sort of creates more of it and then that becomes part of the identity. Like your good mate, you know, like Miles, for example, I, I'd have to, when he had his crook back, I had to just stop myself going, fire out, this guy must be so sick of people asking how his back is. 
Yeah. You know? Like I just was really conscious of that one time I asked and he went through the thing and I'm like, oh God, I was yeah, yeah, disappointed yeah. I put him in that situation where he had to go and revisit all this stuff. So that, you know, in, in turn sort of helped me go, well, I'm not going to express this stuff to other people unless it, you know, sort of, you know, comes up. Yeah. Yeah. But trying to also not give it too much significance as well. That's totally right. Mm. Yeah. 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 And so you're working through it, not living in the victim mentality. It's a problem, but I'm fixing it. Yeah. Yeah. It will fix. Yeah. 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 Maybe. (laughs) Is it fixed? Uh, Well, just various things, mate. You know, like nothing significant. You know, I got, um, yeah. It's it's probably the the blessing in some of those things is really the investigation that goes with it and it drives investigation and anyone that's got some sort of something chronic and if they are of that way where they're curious is man, they become experts they become absolute mm-hmm. experts in that specific realm probably better than some people that are potentially trained in it mm-hmm. but again you know this um, this back to that point about the, the thirds you know struggles necessary. Yeah, and it's hard to swallow that pill sometimes because I could. Who the fuck wants to struggle? But unfortunately, that's part of the bag. Yeah, it is. But even you know, there's times where things are going great, and do we really appreciate it? Do we embody the full appreciation of it? I'm not sure. Ah, oh, you know, like I, I think I do. When things are smooth, I like. Mm. You know, it's sort of like fuck yeah, okay, this is nice. You know, like, but for me, I just such a simple beast. I, I just like a, you know, it, it's the sun coming in in the morning and mm. having a coffee. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah. This you know, good. I get really excited about small things. This is like an eight and a f- 8.5. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, honestly, I can get my, my, my feathers ruffled pretty quick as well. So it's just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I get it, mate. Simple things are good. Yeah. But back to the point earlier where we were talking about, you know, these extrinsic things that are outside of us about gadgets and so on and so on and mate, those simple pleasures well there's the discussion you know you would have heard that point around um you know if someone's in a cell you know they're in a five by five cell all they wants a slightly bigger cell an eight by eight would be eight great. by eight yeah epic yeah got the eight by eight oh, <laughs> so much better yeah. and then there's the 10 by 10 yeah man yeah. get me in the 10 by 10 <laughs> you know so well, there's always the wish for more um, there's a vision <clears throat> that like comes up in my mind pretty regularly. And it's, did you ever see that image of the guys on that, um, in Vietnam, there was the two Buddhist monks that set themselves on fire. Rage against a machine cover. Yeah. 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 So they set themselves on fire as yeah. a, as a, um, as a protest. Yeah. So, you know, I guess, you know, peaceful in a way, but traumatic for anyone that was, you know, looks at something like that, but you kind of go, well, that's available. This is, you know, this part of our being as a, as a person, like that kind of control, that kind of acceptance, that ability to disconnect from our physical system is available. Like that's extraordinary. That's a superpower. To set yourself on fire and not move. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's extreme. Yeah. Yeah. But you think of, you know, what challenges you might be facing or difficulties, and then those guys did that so when, and were um, able to manage. It's, mate, that just absolutely is something where you go, well, the physical being can achieve a level of disconnect to that. It's just extraordinary. 
So, have you heard of Vipassana meditation? Vipassana, no. Vipassana is, I think it's the second oldest meditation technique in the world. And they have these schools Mm. all over the world and they're free. Mm. And it's a 10-day silent meditation retreat. Mm. I did one a while ago. Oh, you did one? Yeah. Yeah. Hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And but there were monks in there, yeah, training. Where was this? Uh, upstate New York, right? And they're here though. There's yeah. one in Victoria. There's one in Victoria, one, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. Yep. And so you can go and do it, and they feed you beautiful food, mm. and it's donation at the end. Yep. But they have to accept you in. Mm. Anyway, um, so during the practice of these ten days, it's a it's, they take you on a journey. It's not like just go and sit in that room for ten, you know. And you're really sitting in a room. They you're not allowed books, pens, mm-hmm. nothing, no stimulate. You're not allowed to look at anyone in the eye. It's called noble silence. So you're always looking down, and you're in your own trap for ten days and meditating, dusk, dawn till dusk, mm-hmm. and they have this part in it called noble it's a noble sit so some meditations you can move you got to scratch you can scratch it it's like you know you're feeling a bit uncomfortable legs getting sore going to shift a bit but then they do these ones and i think it's the called a noble sit and they can go for two or three hours and you're not allowed to move you got an itch you got to witness it sit through it watch it subside your leg goes to sleep and it's painful you're not allowed to move you have to witness the pain move throughout and dissipate and go on and it's this whole thing and it just sparked me then when you Mm, were like mm. that must be the ultimate level of that's what where they're at they're setting themselves on fire and they're in a noble sit and they're just not they just have to witness it that's just to the to the end Mm. I, I can only imagine. Like it's a whole realm of me not being able to understand that. Me neither. No. Like <laughs> I get an itch, I've got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've had a, a blister, it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like a burn blister. I've had um, interesting, I've had Vipassana written down as a, you know, I've got, you know, stuff you write down you want to get to and um, next to being interviewed on the horse's mouth was Vipassana. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have, and I've had it for ages. Nick Morris, he's, he's all over. He's done about five or six. Has he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, heaps. I met this guy. Uh, oh, where was it? I think it was in Japan or something like that. Anyway, he was just this young guy, this rogue guy, like no awareness of things of a greater nature, let's say, for example. Mm-hmm. And I was chatting to him, and he goes, yeah, yeah I, just, um, I just signed up for this thing for Parshna. <laughs> it was like... Yeah. Worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> well, totally. This is like full nuts and bolts guy, you know, just bread and butter, just, you know, like Did no deviation from that. Yep. yep. Wow. And I had this judgment of him. I had this assessment, I should say, of yeah. him that that's the way he was, you know, quite linear. But then he just explained that he'd done all these things and he just goes, no, I'll just sign up for it. I'll just do it. American guy. It was so cool. You know, but when you spoke to him, there wasn't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't get a, a yeah. sense that that was something that this guy would would embrace. But I was like, you know, toes on the edge, man. Jumped off, dived in, did it. Not a great deal of thought, and just went off the edge into the abyss. To me, hearing what you just said, to me, it sounds like a reoccurring. It's coming up in your life, and that's what happened to me. It all kept, the time, kept coming at me all the time. Yeah, that's a sign. Yeah. I think that's a sign that you got to do it. Oh, mate, totally. Yeah, I can't believe I haven't done it yet. Because um, I just, uh, but it's it's interesting too. What what comes in with effort, and what comes in with 
avoidance, you know. Yeah. So I don't think I've deliberately avoided it, but it's just, um, yeah. So anyway, it's on the list. Good. Uh, I reckon I, I have can't, to tick it off. I I'll hit. let you know when I tick yeah, it off. Yeah, I want to know. Well, how about this? You tell me where you can do it in Victoria. Making no Please. All right, let me. I'm on the hook now. Mm-hmm. You are accountable. So commitment. let's go. Um, so you, ju- what was the attraction to the real estate game out of that? Can I ask that? Yeah. Uh, so the, so I started reading a fair bit when I was about, as I 25, I went, oh, I don't think I, you know, need to, need to exit stage left here somewhere. And I had a brilliant experience too. The guy I worked for at the time, um, eternally grateful for my dad for giving me a shot. Um, at that time there was no work. Uh, so I drove all around the place. It was the nineties and there was just no work anywhere, believe it or not building and couldn't get a job. Um, so moved around a fair bit when I got my license, um, when I was 18, I was able to shop around a bit and, and gain some experience, but the, you got your building license that young. Well, I finished school when I was 16, 16 yeah. yeah, and started work yeah. straight away. So, well, you're, that's a pretty good. Yeah. Well, I had my apprenticeship complete by the time I was 20. Yeah. But then to complete my apprenticeship, I had to drive everywhere to complete the hours, the days, the the years effectively. So, uh, which was cool. But the, um, and then fast forward and then I was, the last person I was working for was a guy, Barry McDonald. So I don't know if you know Baz, um, he's a champion, mate. Like one of the, one of the great influences on my life. Um, and I've told him that. <laughs> awesome, as the, you should. Yeah, yeah. He just had such a calm approach because, you know, my default was anger. My default was to blow up and, um, you know, just frustration, annoyance, you know, like, um, and anyway, Baz was great. He's just like, what are you getting angry for? I'm like, because I'm fucking angry, man. He's like, don't worry about it, you know? And things like, like he was a surfer. He's a great surfer. Like Sween said, this is one of the best goofy footers on the coast, apart from Lynchy, right? Um, Anyway, I was working for Baz and uh, the way that came about was pretty funny. Uh, but anyway, I was fortunate enough to get a gig there. Napalm gave me a whipping because he was working with Shelley's wife and uh, we ended up having a great relationship, worked for him for quite a few years and to the point one year he went away. He was always, you know, he was like skiing, surfing, going away, really active guy and um, unfortunately he severed his spinal cord in an accident in Samoa. Um, and, mate, I've still to this day never encountered anyone as you talk about noble um his approach and manner in which he handled and still does is mate i could nearly i just absolutely uh there's not even words for it as far as his humility and his ability to manage um so both so him and michelle yeah, yeah. so he's, ever, he's now is he okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's, you know, still in talk. Hey, I, I, you know, we used to catch up really regularly, but distraction kicks in and haven't seen him for ages. But he was one of the great influences on my life, mm. um, apart from, you know, immediate family and other people and so on. But at that transition point of prefrontal cortex finding <laughs> its feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and just, um, yeah, so brilliant. And then I worked really closely with him and then he could, he, he just said, look, we'll just shut it down. Um, and then we just the guys that were in and around it thought no we'll, we'll do our best to keep it all going for for everyone um I'll, i think originally um yeah i used to drive up to melbourne and see him in the austin and give him a report and let him know what was going on but yeah he talked about community when people 
get together and yeah, then like, rally. Yeah. Like, yeah, pretty extraordinary, really extraordinary. So, um, but then I, he knew that I wanted to expand and he supported me and, um, just, you know, like as a friend. And so I was reading a lot and, uh, one of the books I read, there was this chapter in it, um, about desire. And I think I've read it about 150 times. Really? Yeah. About cultivation of desire. And, um, what's that book called? Well, it's an old classic. So it's thinking grow rich. Oh, I know. By Napoleon yeah. Hill. yeah. Everyone would know that. Um, and it, I was really twisted on the, the, cause it had the word rich in it. Yeah. I yeah. was so tweaked on yeah, that. Yeah. I had trouble with that. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. but then I read that a lot and then that was really fan the flames of looking for something, um, different and I didn't know what it looked like. And then, um, yeah, sort of real estate came away. In fact, rain dog got the job and then he decided he didn't want it and rang me and said, I said, well, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to go be a stuntman. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like okay cool i'll you know buy a suit that doesn't fit and give it a go yeah. <laughs> socks showing with it yeah, yeah. yeah. oh man no baggy okay yeah, yeah, yeah. two shirts yeah. one suit <laughs> yeah that was all i could all i could manage awesome yeah yeah and then um yeah had a really cool journey you know real estate's amazing for for education and self education i think there's a couple of really key principles that people do well in real estate and one of them is empathy believe it or not and this would be something that a lot of people wouldn't know but the best people in real estate nationally in australia are some of the most extraordinary human beings that exist oh no doubt actually yeah um it has a you know there's obviously a certain certain sort of rap that it gets but uh that's one thing and so the growth aspect to Tegi was something that was really, I didn't know it was there, but that was something that I just absolutely devoured, you know, like the ability to learn and grow and develop. And that was um, kind of unquenchable for me. And then uh, learned a lot about who I was as a human being, as a person, where the, where the frailties were and the, the gaps and there's still plenty, but um, yeah, it sort of gets exposed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, I, I didn't. You've just blown me away because I, you know, my old man's in the game, mm. and I, I didn't know it was so deep. Well, it doesn't have to be, but if it's there, if you have that, yeah, yeah, you know, there's that side of you that's thirsty for more and growth and expansion and so on. Then there's mates, there's tons, tons within the real estate world that offers that. Well, you know, what the shitty thing is, is it probably is there for him too. I just never asked him. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the, you know, and that's part of it too, isn't it? The paradox of it all is that we, um, you know, I think about that with my father and I'm kind of like, wow, I don't, do I know that much? Yeah, do I? Yeah. I know surface. Mm. Melbourne Football Club's a big deal. Uh, <laughs> that's right, <laughs> Melbourne. But I think about that as well, you know, like the era that they grew up in and how they grew up and all that sort of stuff. Like Alice says this to me, my daughter, she goes, oh, dad, it sounded so cool when you were, you know, 80s growing up because she's watching Stranger Things. Oh, wow. So, yeah, cool. And, and I, yeah. I, you know, again, sort of television or what have you, but this is a sort of bonding moment for her and I where she's into it, I'm into it, and we're watching it together and it's kind of cool and I'm explaining things that went down and you know, BMXs and yeah. rampaging. So I think of my dad's era and mum's era and it was just seemed, I look at those photos and I go, wow, it was just a different pace. It was like two and a half thousand revs, a thousand revs, you know? Yeah. And that's the human system isn't designed to be at, you know, 6,000 revs the whole time. 
you know, it's peak, two hours, back off. That's why they talk about the studies at work. People are lucky to be three hours of productivity at work because it's just the way the system's designed. Apart from the abnormal, those that can sleep for two hours and just power all day long, but we're just not designed to go flat out. No, I, I like I, within my own cadence. I just know if I've got too many things coming at me at once, ah, oh, I go to overload water. Mm. I just like I'm like I, I, I can't do it. But if I just have one thing and I can move through it and be present mm. and do that, but like you know, I overload quick. Mm. So I don't know how people have these high, you know. Like my my little brother's got a really. He's an engineer. Works for a big company up in Melbourne, and then even they're now saying don't ever multitask mm. be singular be thorough uh you know and they're, they're even you know how everything was like a multitask do this do that mm. to be real quick and high mm. and he's like nah it's just like pull it back drill right in hard on one yeah keep the main thing the main thing but yeah that you know that era back then like what a different world that was well you could have a be a fucking bricky mm. pay off your mortgage mm. your wife didn't have to work mm. and kids played in the streets you know home for dinner yeah before the fucking street lights come on like that hey so i mean that's that's kind of uh, um i don't know where yeah go no i, I know that's like but that was the that's truth mm. and now that ain't a reality no at all no. Well, the thing with the um, the last couple of years was pretty cool because I was, you know, kids are just rampaging around in their bikes, building bike jumps, and it was epic. It so was that's, epic. that's, a, got, that's a positive full, the last two years. Oh, mate, it was so good. You yeah. know, it was the expression of kids going, let's find something, you know, let's find a way. And there was fun busters, you know, that definitely came in and, you know, trash their jumps and put rules in place and tape and all this sort of stuff. But then they pulled it down. I was like, yeah. You know, I walk through Deep Creek, so get good. to the beach here. Hey, sorry, but yeah. it wasn't just here. Everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I was talking yeah. to a guy the other day, and there was a building site in somewhere like Brighton or something like that. And mate, all the kids there. They, he was telling me the other day, like they just found this building site. They got bolt cutters. They went in. They made jumps. Epic. Yeah. Total old school. Yeah, old school. Yeah, yeah. So how did with the outlaw? Well, now we're here. Well, mm. the last two years, mm. if it affects your obviously. For you, I think on a business level, the last two years have been pretty good. Uh, yeah, so on a business level, you know, it's been amazing um, for for us in 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 our industry. Uh, you know, one of my best friends. It was a complete opposite. It was an absolutely cataclysmic experience. Um, you know, for his business and financially and what have you. Uh, and but so for us personally, yeah, there was there was advantages for sure mm. um, in. People wanted to be here and there was lots of activity and there was, you know, it was sort of foot to the boards. Uh, it was pretty full on. But, um, you know, again, it's sort of being you sort of detached from that a little bit as well. Like it has meaning and it has significance and it's really cool, but it doesn't stay that way. And you know it's going to change and you know it's going to evolve and it's not going to be like that. And from a business standpoint, it's not about the month, it's about the year. You know, it's not about the month, it's about the quarter. You know, it's chunks of time. It's it's bodies of time that you look at to assess. But that two years was preceded. <laughs> um, like I say, when I first started, I'd do an open house and no one would come. And then I'd do another one and no one would come. And then do it over a weekend, a Saturday, Sunday, and no one would come. 
So there's different rhythms and there's different seasons. Everything is always shifting. Always, always, always shifting. ebbs and flows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a couple of that's a couple of I'd say good takeaways on the last two years. Mm. Kids, apart from having to do homeschooling, got to recreate um, a community on bikes and jumps and adventure outside that because there's more time yeah. for it. Yeah. Right. I think we'll give them back some time, which made a lot of people think, what the fuck am I doing? Actually, I don't need to be a kid to go and appreciate this. It's like, mm. I'm reassessing. Well, the adults were too, man. That, they were knocking I mean. off at yeah. four. Like, did you go down to the Jack Oval at four o'clock? No. Ever? Mate, it was packed. Yeah, right. It was packed. And I don't know if this was when the rules were in place or whatever. And, and you know, I was sort of enthused by the fact that if there were rules and people weren't adhering to them, yes. I completely disagreed what occurred. Yeah. Fundamentally, disagree with what occurred. Yeah. Bunnings could open. The bottle shop could open. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I'm, no, no, I just yeah. mean as a general... Yeah. As a general observation, and this isn't in hindsight, and people rile up about this stuff, but when you shut down a park that kids can play in... Yeah, yeah. You are a... That's a sick society. Yeah. You tape off a park... Doesn't matter what happens, man. Doesn't matter. Okay, if it's got landmines in there, cool. But to lock people in their homes and shut off a park, there's something's imbalanced in that. Just that alone. Just that. Well, no, and then the other one where I I think, I don't know, I think I snuck up to Melbourne and saw Dad lives up in town and Mm. his place overlooks a park. Yeah. And in that park, there was circles. Mm. And people had to be in the circles. Now, to me, that was... And people adhered to it. That's the thing. That's the thing. And the, But just the circles unto itself look like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like... So the thing is... something right. really alien about looking at a park with circles in it, then that's where you got to be. And I know, look, people go, that's what you got to do to stop sickness. Do you? Fuck. Do you? Yeah, do you? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know that that's the case. I think, I think this is where, you know, the challenge associated with the, the environment we live in now rules <laughs> layers and layers and layers of rules oh, completely conjured up yeah by bureaucrats yeah now with too much time on their faceless, hands no accountability who are these people i don't They'd know but what i was going to say was when, on the when, I, when i walked it down deep creek to get to the beach during this whole thing mm. and what you're talking about with the jumps kids were obviously riding around down deep creek and exploring yeah. that creek like they should be mm. it's a fucking cool creek cool creek and then suddenly there's these signs popping up, you know, no biking over this fence, no, you mm, know, and they mm, were council signs. Mm, mm. They're gone now. Yeah. But but just, I mean, that, I guess all of this was an example of rules. And yeah. it's like, where's personal responsibility? Where's just making mistakes? You know, where's error of judgment, education, oh, learning because your from mistakes, those Sean, will kill someone. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Know? I mean, look, this is pretty polarizing stuff no, too. No, I know. But uh, but it's okay because... It's okay for you to have your opinion and it's okay for someone else to have your, their opinion. But I think that p- the way it polarized people and they couldn't take each other's opinions on board and still see each other mm. for the human being that they are... Totally. ...was the problem. Yeah. And is the problem. But see... I We're don't allowed to want differ. them to have my opinion. Have yours. It's cool. Yeah. But I'm going to have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, the other thing, Tegi, that I think as I evolve 
into the th- third quarter, fourth quarter. Yeah. Is um, you're in the fourth quarter. Oh, I'm you're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're rounding out of the third. Come on, you're on the I fourth. Do. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's after halftime. Let's just call yeah, it. All right. right. So still got spring in the legs. But the um, the thing is, with I reserve my opinion as well. You know, I reserve my rights to amend my opinion. Because they are complex topics, and I say this to the my kids as well. You know, particularly with some of the things that come through the schooling curriculum and narrative, that is, I, I think some of it's really questionable as to what they're presented with. Um, guilt is one thing, so they're presented with a lot of guilt about what happened in Australia through the colonisation. They are, um, I, I, it almost feels like they're targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really unhealthy. Uh, for them to be able to try and discern the level and layer of complexity that goes with that. Like it is a monumental subject and nine-year-olds shouldn't be subjected to having to deal with that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So in a way that... It, I'll give you an example. Let me make it clear for you. So person who is nine years old in an art class, <clears throat> how would you feel if you were stolen from your family in an art class? That's that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So, mate, there's a thing in that I learned through kinesiology. So I'm a big advocate for kinesiology. I think one of the turning points for me, really, just again, an exploration, was the sort of scale of um, emotion and how the frequency of the emotion and how limited capacity there is to heal from certain frequencies of emotion. So blame, shame, and guilt are the lowest. There is zero possibility to ascend into healing from blame shame and guilt if the frequency stays there mm. now this is not about that particular matter i'm just talking about no in general any interaction with anyone yeah you know when if you point the finger and whatever yes for sure so you know there's sort of uh you know many layered challenges there but again it's a it's a it's a, it's a prickly topic <laughs> Yeah, a hundred percent. And it, it's not. I didn't. I wasn't aware that they were pushing that onto young because it's really not for them to be worrying about. It's for adults to be writing if there's a, a problem in society that needs addressing and people are hurt. Mm. Then that's an adult mm. conversation. Yeah, there's bigger. I think it's cool to expose. Well, yeah, totally. to different layers and totally. levels, and yeah, that's yeah. all cool. No, <clears> I think that. Um, but there's a way, isn't there? Like, there's a way to. There's a way to, because I think. I mean, most of the big challenging topics. There's not a. There's not a. There's not answers as such. There's not single answers. Well, no, and look, it doesn't matter what country continent you're from history is violent history is violent and 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 violence doesn't care about skin color either no it's like it's just unfortunately that's our history as humans and we're trying to like we are living through the most peaceful time Mm. on earth i think recorded Mm. right now Mm. um and i don't know where i'm going with that other than we're lucky to be living right now and not experiencing some sort of atrocity that many people have and have had no, you know, he, he, uh, fuck, 
but it is well, happening. It too. is, mate. And this is the other thing when you have your challenges, like you have your difficulties and so forth, and you think about what has occurred through the existence of mankind, and you go, well, I haven't really been subjected to that. No. Like a, a war, you know, um, et cetera. You know, I'm not going to yeah, list yeah, yeah, the things, yeah. you know. You sort of have your own personal internal challenges, and then you, you scale it against some of these other things. You're like, wow, you know, like what is it that happened in my world that I didn't experience something of that of that you know magnitude well you might have in another one i mean if we go into that <laughs> the reincar- reincarnation, actually there's a really cool book um on a lot of ceremony associated with religion which is called another one for you but um it's called the immortality key brian murescu murescu uh scholar speaks and writes and reads sanskrit ancient greek latin etc etc like you know awesome and he's gone back over all of this ancient information from i think predominantly the middle east and greece and so on and the what his discoveries and i think dead sea scrolls and enormous body of work but basically the book is about how sub um say psilocybin and various sort of psychedelics and mind altering compounds were embedded in ceremony throughout history. And it's almost like this investigation takes him uh, to a place where it severed. Um, And I remember the part of the book where he talked about, I think it was predominantly Christianity, but anyway, the Eucharist and some of these ceremonies were basically the information would suggest that it was, Take this substance. Mm-hmm. Get closer to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then something, look, I may bastardize this, but I think 1550s or something like that was, you know, this, this turning point where it was removed, which you could only imagine would be as a control mechanism. So the less reliance. Was that on, around when alcohol was brought in? I don't know, maybe. I don't know. What was alcohol? I don't really know the history of alcohol, apart from mead and honey going off back in the day and then people would get off chops. Wasn't that how it all started? I don't actually know. I know there is a history thing on it, but like, but no, I do. As I, in more, I get on what you say. I get it because mm-hmm. every society has its like peyote and, you know, like mm. ceremonial way of connecting to the higher uh, and having a, uh, spiritual experience on earth and knowing that you're part of a greater thing mm. than just the connectivity of all things. We're, we're, we're lost with this right now in Western ways. Yep. Which is why the, and not just by taking a substance, but also abstaining, you know, like fasting and sweat lodges and what have you. Do you know what's really cool? I was looking at um, some information just around ADHD and, and kids. And um, again, let me actually not talk about ADHD ADHD as such because it's not my bag, but what was really interesting about this information I was looking at was the kids that were, let's just say in older cultures, the kids that were fragmented, off in the bush, disappear, wild, erratic, nonconformist, not well-adjusted, were the ones, the neos, Mm. right? So... They're like, oh yeah, Johnny Boy's loose as can- loose cannon man. Like he's going to be the one, you know. He'll be the wise one. And so there was a an approach to this which was nurturing that, 
like disappear, come back, blood on the face, crazy, you know, the loony, the all this. Whereas now we go, oh, hang on, you, 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 you yeah, fit you over here. Yeah, you don't fit we, into the box. Let's, let's kind of panel beat you back in shape over here. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that that's right. And this material I looked at, it was just a different perspective that I'd never really heard of before. Because you go, well, the loose cat, yeah, they need to be reined in. Isn't that what we do? Whereas ancient culture was kind of like, nah, they're the revered ones. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Well, there's no space for it in our um, vanilla society, you know. Hopefully they play football. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of that. There's a huge participation in football. It's massive. Of the wild ones? Oh, just generally, you know, kids. I think I actually spoke to a lady the other day at the footy club, the Torquay footy club. There was an event down there and the president, and she was just saying the enormous growth in football is is, is extraordinary. They can't even... Bit them in. Yeah, wow. Put the kids in. Bloody yeah. hell. Yep. Well, I think, you know, and just drilling, not, but like saying that within the context of the wild ones and all that, there's, mm. uh, for me, mm. I played footy, but it didn't fit where I wanted to be. And I liked the, the left fieldness of surfing and surfing culture and the ocean. And um, it being like looking like a sustainable thing that I could do my entire life as opposed to a short lived team thing mm. um was that your experience yeah so uh yeah um so i played like footy till i was about 18 19 thereabouts and um uh and sort of surfed on and off a bit but then as i got into sort of later teens and you know my friends were surfers and good surfers and um yeah sort of got that was you know, kind of opened the aperture on what it all meant as far as actually rather than just going surfing, mm. you know, all these other aspects that I wasn't aware of. Uh, and good in a way because it just, you know, is a great opportunity to, you know, really see things that I couldn't see in and around it. It wasn't just about catching waves. It was, you know, more challenging and out of the comfort zone. And Are you talking about big waves, boards? Yeah, different People. places, you know, adventure, travel. Yeah. Yeah, different, yeah, all that sort of stuff, you know, like without, yeah. you know, some friendships I had, I don't know what would, you know, what, what surfing would be to me without them yeah. if, if I hadn't have been, you know, sort of in the slipstream as such. So, yeah, but it definitely, uh, yeah, it does something. I think it does something, like say now I think about it and I go, well, I, I do want to be in a position physically where I can surf and I think all surfers say this, you know, till they're 70, 75. But there's only a couple around here. There's not many. 80, Barry, mm-hmm. 7, yeah. I mean, Donnie Allcroft. Donnie, yeah. yeah. The there's Don. not many. Yeah. There's not many. I mean, different times, I think. Um, Garrett, good mate, yeah, Haber, you know, he said to me the other day, he was having a chat with Sachi, and Sachi said, oh, mate, in the old people's homes, it's just full of blokes that drunk all their lives. They pickled themselves and they live longer? Well, just the drinking culture... And then the degradation of the physical system. And I think there's I I think there's probably greater awareness of that in say our generation, where there's better maintenance of our system, of our bodies that should produce greater longevity in mm. the water. I'm hoping. I hope so. Well, I mean, this is the beauty, is like, okay, now you said forty six mm-hmm. and you're looking in pretty good shape. 
right? I don't mm. know how your back's going, but I mean, physically, you look like strong. Mm. And I know that, you know, you've been challenging yourself lately to surf some bigger waves and training for that. I mean, that's like, remember, 15 years ago, people were like, 46, you're not, you're not chasing anything past that, you know what I mean? Mm. I think there was only, it's only just, it's a new, we're in a new area of how long we can, if we look after ourselves, take take it slater showing us this yeah yeah i mean there is that i mean that guy's that's out of control the level at you know where he's at but <clears throat> i think no, it's it, all it, a, i think it's just a, it's an ethos yeah you know yeah. he's showing that the, the blueprint can be broken on that yeah and he's just like you know if you want but it's really you're not going to be at my level but yeah, you yeah. can it's such a personal thing you know like where you see because it is and that's one of the curses of surfing is it's really individual you know don't you reckon like it's something where and I remember this, I'd see someone get a good wave and I'm over it because I want it. Yeah. Like, we're pretty twisted. Yeah, totally. You're kind of like, I should be yeah. happy. For- <laughs> I don't know if I am. I think I am. Well, if there's another one in the set, you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if yeah. that's not, it's like, ah! But there is, you know, there's definitely that part of it where it's, you know, it's an internal and you're kind of like, well, and there's, and mate, no one gives a shit. Like, who's catching what waves and doing this, that and the other. It's all, you know, you kind of get caught up in that maybe younger. But, like, for me now, it's it's... Like, I just want to be in good nick. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just want to be in good nick. And I would say at the moment, probably the, not so much a case, but, and that comes and goes too. You know, that has seasons. Um, you know, if I was to surf a bank down the coast that, with a bit of a rip on it, I'd, I wouldn't be in good shape, you know, just because things have happened. And again, I'm not going to label these things, but just had some frustrations. And, uh, you know, but definitely the, the, the good days here because that's pretty attainable you know the good bigger days here are, are manageable just with big commitments and everything else on the ground here with a business and what have you it's it's hard to um so yeah it's really a focus to make sure if there's good days here you want to be in and around it mm. and narrowing that too, not going oh i should be here i should be there should be on the other side of the world or you know the whole indo thing at the moment you keep seeing those images go what are there yeah you yeah. know a bit of frustration there but um well, yeah. Oh, uh, we? Mm. We're at about an hour and a half. I'm way. busting but, for a piss. Yeah. Can yep. I pause just yep. before? Do it. I can't remember what we were saying. I fucking hell, how much better does it feel to have taken a piss? Oh, mate. Point Percy at the porcelain. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> I don't think I've used that phrase for a while, but yeah, mate. Great relief. Point Percy at the porcelain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard it. <laughs> Oh look, we can no like we don't have to sit here and squirm and yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Starting to get Cross the legs. Oh, oh. Um, all right, so we we're saying you were saying um, it's about keeping in good nick. Yeah, and th- isn't that like the beauty that you have something that we're lucky that we have something to stay in good nick for? Yeah. Oh mate, and you made the point earlier, which was just about the fact that you could do. Um, for a long period of time rather than you know like something that can sustain yeah yeah like footy, good. footy's got a, uh, a limit on it yeah yeah it's got a time stamp on it doesn't it so there's also that the other one that um has been is amazing for that is the snow like that offers that as well skiing offers that yeah big time but i think it's like not as accessible it's completely yeah absolutely yeah it's, yeah, a it's a totally different, totally different accessibility point. I mean, there's some people that do it and they do it and that's their commitment. Like you see those 
guys that do that and you're just like wow like people with horses as well the same you know they'll do anything they'll eat wheat bix but feed the horse the best food that they can yeah. you know <laughs> but that sort of deep passion's inspiring anyway in, no matter where you see it you see it anyway you do see it in surfing a lot and it is it's an inspiration you know uh, i've been looking at it with jeff and he's foiling like yep. every minute i drive past point danger there's yep. jeff yeah yeah obsessed he's putting in buku hours it is uh it is the jeff rowley way which is obsessed about something and <laughs> <laughs> obsessed some more but it's cool man it's yeah, so I, good he's to inspired see. by ah, it. it's, it's so like, cool it's so cool he's such a he's such a good guy but he's got a incredible way of going this is the thing i mean do it bang and just bites it off and just chews yeah yeah Ah, uh, yeah, and so yeah, I froth on as you just said, seeing that in others, mm. just being like, yeah, and it's like, yes, yeah. Well, you. it makes you reflect, and it makes you think, and it makes you go, okay, am I, you know, am I, am I getting the most? Am I getting that? Am I? Where am I? Yeah, cool. All right. I mean, there's there's also there's healthy obsessions, mm. and there's you know the unhealthy ones, but uh, I think that's a beauty, as you said, pointed out, being in the ocean, if having some obsession at some level about it is is super cool. So, um, fifty year storm. You are in the the centre. There's a fold of people. Fuck me, yep. drunk. I just knocked over a glass of water. Um, Fortunately, the tablecloth is like a Chuck super wipe. <laughs> it's like a Chuck super wipe. I'm just going to put a tea towel on it. It's yeah, cool. Not really touching that bit. Uh, sorry. <laughs> like it was half empty yeah totally would have got you I got this there you go I just go hands off because I'll you know get in the way you, go. you got this under control yeah I think look so. at that skills let's just get that bit sorry I said I wasn't going to get involved you're involved now yeah is that an Enyo uh, I think so is that what it I is? think it is yeah I know my Enyos <laughs> 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 so then uh, stop um I think the question was, there's a fold of people that are at the core of that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And you're in that fold. Yep. How by this, default. By default. Yes. Uh, so, the, so Sean, Brooko and I are really good mates. Yep. And um, g'day, mate. He's also was good mates with Sean. And he had the idea, which was to have a surf event on the biggest day that could be forecast or predicted at Bells. And the idea was that, um, in memory of Sean, you know, just to not let that legacy die. And this isn't about Eddie Icow and who was Sean and all this sort of stuff. Like, um, you know, he was an inspiring person and he was flawed. Um, you know, he had his challenges and he had some big ones, mate, to the point where he took his own life. Um, you know, we lived together in the same house for four or five years. Um, so I got to see, you know, the the eroding of who was an in, uh, like hyper-intelligent super aware um you know just a, a really good friend um as i said inspiring on a number of different levels uh, you know and mate he uh um so just putting some context in around what this event is he's not celebrating sean as such right so it's more just an acknowledgement that things can go wrong um and Again, coming from the standpoint of community, things can go wrong in, in uh, off track, I should say. And he had misdiagnosis. I think in the you know it was paranoid schizophrenia, and it was misdiagnosed a few times. And I remember we we're probably about 20, maybe twenty. I can't quite remember. And we we're running down the surf of the rock, and uh, it was howling onshore, and it was just he and I, and there was no one around. 
and he stopped on the reef and turned around and yelled at the cliffs and told everyone to fuck off and like just completely lost it like a nine out of ten level lost it and i was just running next to him and i went oh that was odd you know and probably i mean still meant something but didn't quite had no idea um and I think for, for Bruco, it was um, sort of he persevered for a long time where the diagnosis was such that people generally don't persevere for as long as he did. Um, Yeah, okay. So yeah, so it's it's probably and it's only when you talk about no, these no, things like it has significance because yeah. otherwise, you know, back to work, etc. <laughs> Put petrol in the car, which is very expensive. No, but this um, is like <clears throat> this is. We well, just don't Sean get a chance. Was if, a huge part of you, your best friend for many years. Who's no longer here on this plane? Mm. You know, fucking it, man. It's hard to be, ca- you know. It's okay. It's mm. fuck. It's well, the it's, realest shit. Yeah, well, I, I think you know another part to it is again, you don't really go there in conversation. You don't, and even being in and around, you know, the fiftieth storm event all the time is, um, you know, you don't kind of go into the thought about what it means. Um, and I said before, you know, there were certain people that, you know, Barry was one of the other people, Barry McDonald, and, but Brooke was one of those for me, you know, like um, we were super tight uh, and, you know, literally lived together under them. Mate, we did everything together. And I got to see some extraordinary, you know, extraordinary stuff that, um, you know, as far as the breakdown as well as the inspiration. And, mate, the, the house we lived in was absolute carnage and chaos um all the time <laughs> like like man, i came i came home one night and um because we had we we lived in a house in regal road lager street lager road you know regal road backwards and this is at a time when you know it was different it was a different time etc you've had Susie, Susie on the you know the rock the whole anyway we we're living in this house and i, I can't, <laughs> it was when there weren't really mobile phones there was a phone on the the landline yeah and um look brooko was still i think he was st- still might have been getting some money from quicksilver or something like that and he'd had his back injury and all sorts of things but things were changing pretty rapidly and he loved hawaii and um he's like i'm fucking going to hawaii and i'm like okay cool I'll, I'm, you know go to the rock whatever and disappeared you know i lost him he lost me he came and i came home and um so he was laying on the floor with the phone in his hand in the nude with about 30 grand in cash just like laying on the floor he was trying to book a flight (laughs) (laughs) and he's like i'm ringing stinger we're going to hawaii and he was all just completely pumped about it but mate everything was at you know a whole other level of you know like full tilt full bore um you know, and then Pete Jono moved in and, you know, we had just like, mate, the most extraordinary experiences. But look, 
coming back to that, it's not a celebration of all these, you know, stories and, you know, crazy mayhem. It's really about the fact that, you know, this idea with the 50-year storm is to, is to make sure that there's an opportunity for the community to be bound around something, you know, and to open the conversation to, for it to be okay. Like I just, you know, I had a moment then it's okay. You know, it's okay. I, I, I can't say enough that we need to have a sense of vulnerability in these conversations because with the vulnerability, then there's an opportunity for there to be some, um, some healing and, and some reconciling of issues and challenges. And that's what happened when the event ran last year, mate, the stuff that happened on the beach was more significant than what happened in the water. You know, the, the, the opening ceremony to this event is something that is just, it's mind bending how good it is. Um, you know, the, cause going, coming from the standpoint of what's meaningful is for people's wellbeing is community. Like it's one of the core principles and also authenticity. Yeah. For sure. So it's not a like, boys club. It doesn't right? have to be mm. what I can't stand is rah-rah. I'm all mm. good. And it's everything's on fire and it's a polished self. Mm. Like is the word curated Instagram? Mm. To, to me, is, I don't like them because they don't, they're not real. Mm. We are all up and down. Mm. And I love being up and I, and I, I love when I'm, I can show people that I'm down or see a friend that's down and then it's like a, you can can connect on a way that's um, you know really show a friendship mm. and friendships are born around being down you know and helping bring people up mm. and and i think the more that we can expose when we're not up and and live in and be authentic i'm, I'm struggling or i just feel flat i don't even fucking know why mm. and just saying mm. that like say mm. it fuck because you know that to me is I, I don't know quite the track that i'm drawing on but i'm just like i like the real real of that and then because it, it helps because i don't always feel great mm. you know and i feel like you know i spoke to a friend yesterday and i had in my mind's eye in their household that morning everything was unreal mm. and then when i spoke to her i asked one question she started crying mm. and i was like oh my god you know but we think that everyone else is out there killing it but the realistically it was we're all going through this thing together struggles ups and downs and i like i can relate more to you if i know that we are going through downs and ups mm. yeah mm. for sure for sure but it's a it's having Sorry, some I don't know way what the fuck of that was. no no it's it's i mean it's completely accurate because and relevant because it's it's like where's the man this is feels like corporate speak you know where's the platform for it you know, and that's what the idea is for the event, and it was this idea, right? So it's got an everyday struggle, you know, every single day. Um, you know, he battles, and you know, you know, like he, he he came up with the idea. You know, it was an inspiration to him for this thing, and it was really about awesome dynamic event that was about the surfing and so forth. And then there was also this other part to it, um, you know, like the significance of. It being like it's not a boys. I said before it's not a boys club, right? It's what it's not is that, and it's not a grab for time in the water. Um, it's something where the community gets to vote as to who they'd like to see in the water. But mate, last night we ran an event. Two nights ago we ran an event and brought someone here to talk to the community about his approach to well-being, 
um, Cooper Chapman, you know, like really tried to bring some awareness to this event, which through multiple channels and, you know, it was would have been nice if there was more people there to hear what he had to say. But that's the other thing that we want to do is make sure that... Know it was on. No, I know. It's hard, like, this is the thing. We get whitewashed with messages too. Mm. You know, there's so much information coming in and, um, you know, how do you get something like this out? So it's like, it's a free event for the community, for everyone. It's not exclusive to anyone. It's open to everyone to be able to attend to hear someone's message around how they manage well-being. You know, I don't use the term mental health, you know, it's like well-being. Mm. Um, so the um, likes of that is something that we want to do more of and promote. Um, the people that are in and around it are super capable individuals, but, you know, it's so it's Fletcher Green and it's Craig Stevenson and it's Carlo Loudon and it's Nathan Edwards, um, myself, you know, um, Flino, Mark Rayner, Casey Egan, you know, Jack Stevenson helps out, you know, um, Ruddo helps out, you know, there's all, and then it extends and it keeps, mm-hmm. you know, broadening to this group of people that want to be able to do more. Uh, not professionals, mm. but doing something that is like community involvement so that we can like, get better. Mm. So that's another big part to it that is, you know, seriously significant. Um, I've got sort of a, a higher level of passion for that perhaps than I do the, the event itself. Um, and there's, that's you know that 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 thing is where there's searching for meaning and it's in that for me how was the cooper chapman oh, look it was great how was the cooper chapman cooper's <laughs> <laughs> cool you know he's got a great simple message you know just things like gratitude and meditation and responsibility which i really like you know personal responsibility personal responsibility you know personal so really good. I thought that was that was great. Some other messages in and around it, but the attendance wasn't great, you know. So a bit of fact finding and um, about why and what and how, and a bunch of people didn't find out. But uh, you know, definitely want to do do more of that, mm. you know, which is a great way for people to have an understanding as to how they might be able to manage their own state and circumstances. So um, yeah, there's a lot to it, you know. It's evolving and it's five years old, the 50 year storm event, but it's not just one dimensional. No, well, uh, yeah, it's great, yeah, and it's personal for you, you know. Well, it is, yeah, and personal for Troy. Um, yeah, you know, well, Sean, of all for everyone and, that was new and was friendly with Sean. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mention Tripper earlier as well. There's probably other people I forgot to mention in that round of names, but um, you know, and Rod and Andrea, you know, Sean's parents, and um, um, you know, there's uh, Alana, his sister. Like, it's 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 far reaching, and I think. Uh, the point around all of this is that we're losing people, you know? Yeah. It's not cool, you know? And it's just like, where's the where's the outlet for that? You know, good people are disappearing. And that's why the last two years I was extremely, I had my very strong opinions because the data was clear. The data was very clear, mate, how many people chose not to be here anymore. Mm. And that was on the table for bureaucrats to observe. And they chose not to take that into account, chose not to speak about those numbers, chose not to talk about the ripple effect that occurs when someone takes their own life, chose to sidestep that. These are not the stewards of our community. Our community is. So the 50-year storm and the likes of other people that are doing huge initiatives in the community rely on them, not the state. Yeah, no, I, I concur. 
The state do great things too, mate. Sorry, no, I don't mean course, to. And no, I'm not ragging course, bureaucrats. So it's just a. It's just a. You know, obviously, a bit passionate about that, but it's kind of like, well, you know. Um, and I feel like I targeted a certain group. I didn't mean to do that, so I apologise for anyone that's doing great work in those, you know, those those sort of institutions. But I guess what I'm getting at here is, you know, the community initiatives generally have some wonderful cut through, and um, you know, can you know potentially have some significant advantages. But yes, of course, there is the safety net of the state as well. So I make I do acknowledge that. Anyway, I. No, uh, thanks for acknowledging, but it you don't have to, you know, I love the passion. Be everything to everyone. No, and you know, I love the passion too, like, because it's it's beautiful, The uh, you, your own honesty within how you feel about what it means to be a human and what we were uh, fed. Mm. And, you know, you're taking personal responsibility for yourself, your, your kids you know and, and and guarding what's what's real yeah and it's knowing what those values are too you know the values that are they're that important um you know community obviously being one but the other one you know sort of on a sort of lighter note if you like but is is energy you know that's i got asked that question recently it was really it was odd how it came about it's not the sort of question that this person would ordinarily ask but just out of the blue said hey what do you value the most and i went hmm <laughs> Most people go time and family, and I went energy. You know, like it's your own or in others, your own, my own. Yeah, which then interconnects with everyone else's, and it just like that is the engine, and so the cultivation of that is something that is, you know, I'm recognizing now as I go through this stage that is something that I want to ensure is at its highest potency so is this self-talk food you know input input yeah yeah and that's like mentally thoughts and food yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah you know again back to that point feed the the wolf which is why i don't subscribe to certain things and i'm not interested in because it doesn't serve you know it doesn't serve that it doesn't it forces me to go back into the default me which is average mediocre beige bland angry frustrated annoyed it's just you can't serve when you're in that state so um you know and i'm not approved when it comes to alcohol and so on all that kind of thing like i still do have a couple of beers as i said man von we went away for a couple of days and i had a beer at lunch and all that kind of thing so it's not like i don't drink yeah you know it's just a thing where i can manage it now whereas i think in the past similar you know you and i had plenty of (laughs) nights out back in the day and it was like what are we doing here at 4 a.m you know, like that's just not going to serve anymore. Yeah, there's a time and a place for that perhaps, but, you know, it's just recognizing that, you know, not being um, too fixated. Like I went without meat for a while and it wasn't like everyone else should do this. It was just like, let me experiment with that. Let me try that out. You know, let me test that on. How'd your energy go after a while? Because for me, when I do that, I feel mm. good for a bit and then my energy levels dip. Yeah. And I struggle because yeah. I've got a lot of output. The hard thing for me is with that is I, I have trouble recognizing, like if I went without or went with or implemented something or ingested a certain supplement or any of these or excluded a certain i don't really notice that much change you know i don't have a good um kind of recognition of whether i'm at a higher yeah yeah. uh, level self-awareness around that yeah so it's, it's hard for me to say but it was just more you know like um 
I think I wanted to give the digestive system as a, a moment to kind of recalibrate and see what that might mean. But um, anyway, it's just another experiment and see how it went. So keep experimenting, Oe. I love Always, it, mate. Of course. Hey, can I say thank you so much? Of course, mate. Thank you. Thanks for indulging the uh, in this, and it's been a really cool experience, mate. I love what you do. I really do. I think it's awesome. Um, because it is. It's you're very good at it too. You got. Uh, but it, uh, actually, let's round this out. Go back to the cartel. <laughs> yeah, we <Yeah>. got. <laughs> we need. I think the only thing that's missing of late. I think we just need just you and the mic. Well, you know, I get really like I nearly took the, me and the mic ones down because it's like, oh, they're a little self indulgent, and they were just the byproduct of being locked up in the house for yeah. two years and not knowing what the fuck to do because I couldn't talk to anyone. I'll just talk to a mic. Yeah, tell a few stories. I reckon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is that I can't believe the, I can't believe the um, working in a pornography store didn't come out of that particular point Oh, there's time. more. There's more. There's more. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Chronicles of, Al- of Tiggy in LA. Anyway. Uh, awesome, mate. Oh, thanks. Thanks for sharing some time. Awesome. Appreciate it. Cute. See you, bud. Well, there you have it. There was my chat with none other than Sean O'Callaghan. Oi. Thank you so much. I just can't thank you enough for coming over, being so um, awesome, man. Just awesome for sharing. Thank you on all levels. Um, and for those of you out there in the wide world who are still listening, thank you so much for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. I hope you're doing well wherever this finds you on uh, you know whatever day and whatever part of the globe. Um, you know, I hope you're finding something to smile about. There is plenty out there to smile about. Life is awesome. Um, if you can just, you know, filter out the crap, you know, and, and most of that comes from the news and, 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 and a lot of shit that, you know, unfortunately that's sold to us and we're, we're, we're led to believe that's important. And we, you know, you all, we all inherently know what's important, what's not, and when you're on song, when you're being good and life's good, you know, and that's, that's different for everybody. It's so different for everybody. So let's, let's compress that. I hope you're well. I hope this finds you smiling. I hope you know what your good is. All right. Until next time. Adios.